This episode is brought to you by Tiger Talk, the most effective video feedback platform for your coaching business. Hey there, and welcome to Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and today we are going to talk to two guests about the new app, Clubhouse. Today, we have Leslie M. and Sam Silverstein with us. So, Leslie, let's start with you. What is one tip you would have for speakers on why they should be at least checking out and investigating this new audio app? Clubhouse is a fantastic way to learn more about what your audience wants from you. Awesome. Ooh, this is going to be fun. And Sam, what is your one tip for why people should be checking out this app? Discover and engage with new thought partners to help you take your intellectual knowledge even deeper. Ooh, I love the idea of thought partners. That's super exciting. So for those of you who don't know Leslie M., Leslie, she is kind of a badass entrepreneur. She has a training company. She speaks all around the world. And she is the brand new author of a book that's about to come out called Swagger. And of course, Sam Silverstein is known to a lot of people around the speaking world. He is a former president of the National Speakers Association and has been a speaker for almost three decades. And what he does is he works with corporate and government leaders to help build cultures that inspire accountability. And I have gotten to know both of them better on Clubhouse. So for those of you who aren't aware of what Clubhouse is, it's this new social media app that is all audio and they have it set up where you jump in and have conversations. They call them stages. There are thousands of topics going on all around the world at any one moment. People start clubs, people host rooms, and I have been saying that Clubhouse has put the social back in social media. And as I've been playing around for two months on this new app, I have been seeing a lot of professional speakers and others who want to use speaking as a way to promote their business on the app. So I thought I would invite both Leslie and Sam here to have this conversation on Speakernomics. So Sam, I wanna start with you because you said that Clubhouse is a great way to have conversations and, and meet new thought partners. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I'm, I'm constantly engaging people in conversation around my topic. You know, I've written 11 books and I'm working on the next one. And so to me, it's always about going deeper. But that journey for me has never been alone. It's always been in conversation with other people. And so finding other people that challenge the way that I think, finding other people that uh, will support the way that I think, finding other people that have a totally unique way of thinking, and just blending in, finding that, that vein of gold, because I don't have all the answers. I haven't discovered everything I think there is to discover about accountability and workplace culture. So getting in these rooms, leading discussions, being a part of discussions, it just stimulates my mind. So what are you finding? What types of people are you discovering in these clubhouse rooms? Well, I found you in several of them. And so, you know, I've had to move on to other rooms, but um, <laughs> that's you know, it's it's amazing. There's just a lot of people out there at different stages of their life coming from different backgrounds. There's coaches, there's speakers, um, people working in the corporate world. It's, there's a diverse group. And so um, if you if you create a great title for a room, then when you moderate a room, you're drawing in people that are interested in that subject. Maybe they have an opinion on it. Maybe they've had a problem in that area. Maybe they've had a success in that area. And I want to hear all about that. 
And and the other cool thing is, oh my gosh, this morning we had a room. We're talking about workplace culture, and there's someone in there from Turkey and there's someone in there from Malaysia. And we had someone who was out walking in London at the time. And so it's, it's, it's a very diverse group. And therefore I'm getting a very diverse set of opinions and thoughts. So, you know, Sam, have you been one who has always been an early adopter of, of new technology and new apps throughout your speaking career? Well, I am an early adopter of technology, but some of these sites and apps and and social media platforms, I haven't been an early adopter. And so then I get in later and I go, you know, I knew about this before other people knew about it, but I just didn't pay attention to it. I chose not to pay attention. This time around, we've talked about this. I took a different tack as it's in beta, as it's only open to iPhone initially and you needed a, an invitation, I said, I want to get in on the early end, spend some time checking it out. And if it's worthwhile, then the time that I invested on the early end will pay dividends down the line rather than waiting to see if it's proven. And the thing that just charged me up so much is it's real time. It's conversation. And that's what we do. We talk to people. So I just wanted to engage in conversations. I found it to be very stimulating. So are you finding any actual leads for business? I know that a lot of my friends who are coaches are finding a lot of potential clients through the conversations that they're having. People who sell, you know, coaching programs or online courses are telling me that they are finding a lot of business. And then the other thing is, as a podcaster, uh, I host several shows in addition to Speakernomics. I am finding a lot of guests for my shows and being asked to be guests on other people's shows. So are you seeing, you know, any actual like leads or business or other types of opportunities? Well, I think all of that exists, what you just described. I myself have not produced leads yet. Um, I, I don't go after it that way, but I have built some great relationships and relationships that have transcended the platform. So where we've actually got on a on the phone, where we talk with each other, where we're texting, where we're looking at uh, opportunities for collaboration. And so a lot of that for me has spun out. I can't say that I've sold anything yet, but I have a feeling that that opportunity is going to present itself in due time. So Leslie, your tip was around kind of having more conversations with your audience and learning more. So let's, let's talk about what, what your tip is about and, and why you think Clubhouse is so good for that. Well, what I love is that you know, you're you're talking about your area of expertise, whether you're hosting a room or you're guesting in a room, you're contributing your area of expertise. But but because people can chime in and respond and ask questions, you get to see what their take is it is on it immediately. So it's not like you have to get feedback, you have to do surveys or whatever. You get immediate feedback on what aspect of your subject matter are people jamming on, what's resonating with them. Do does is it inspiring them to tell their own stories, which I love because as speakers, we tend to get on stage and you know, tell our own stories. But this is a chance for people to join in with our stories and, and you know, make that subject matter more universal and richer and deeper and contextual, which is completely amazing. And I'm always really excited to hear where people take it. You know, when I talk about swagger, they go, they take it in so many different directions and they talk about their pain and we get them to celebrate themselves and all this cool stuff. And it really does give me much, much deeper insight into how, how is my audience feeling right now and how can I be of service to them kind of, you know, in the bigger picture. 
So the the two-way conversation and audio only is one of the reasons that the clubhouse has really been standing out, right? It's it's not a video where you have to make sure that your hair is done or that your lighting is correct, that, that people can do that. So why do you think that this audio only, I mean, people would think in this age of video, how we, that why would there be an audio app that would go you know so wild with new listeners and new participants? Why do you think the audio only piece is working so well for these types of conversations you're referring to? Well, to me, it seems like a kind of a natural evolution of where we've gone. We started off in chat rooms back in the day, and then it then it, it tr- translated into podcasts. I kind of see this as being somewhere in the middle. It's like an interactive podcast meets a chat room. It's that kind of sweet spot. And um, And what's so great about it is that you can have a degree of anonymity if you want to, you, you know, you can, you can be a little bit removed for people who aren't, who aren't, you know, super into revealing everything about themselves. You can choose to take part or just choose to listen. So it's great for the extrovert introvert paradigm. I think that, that makes a big difference. Um, and I, I also love the fact that it's audio only, but it's gone after it's done because you can't record them. They don't exist after they're done. So it inspires people to speak their truth in the moment because they're not worried about is someone going to quote me or is someone going to say something. So that's why so many celebs have have gotten involved and they just pop in and people flip out because they can get access to these people spontaneously in the moment, but only for as long as the celeb wants to do it, you know, and then they just step out of the room quietly. There's a little button that says leave quietly and you just make your way out. So I think it's and it's so inclusive like so beautifully inclusive. The thing that struck me the most, my first time at Clubhouse, I was like, hello, diversity. I mean, every color under the sun, young, old, rich, not so rich, aspiring, successful. I mean, it just the gamut of humanity and the gamut of subject matter. I was like, oh, this is where my people have been hiding. And it was so such an antidote to what, you know, to that that very negative space that social media has become. I find Clubhouse to be super inclusive. It's, it's beautifully responsive. And I think the best people are hanging out. So both of you host rooms. Leslie, I know you host a regularly scheduled room. Sam, I think you kind of schedule them around your time. I don't know if you have like a like Tuesday at two or something like that. But no, I know I have. Yeah, I've got three regularly scheduled. Well, actually, I have three that I've that I set up and two that I help others that are regularly scheduled. All right. So have both of you established your own club within Clubhouse? And would one of you explain what a club is? I just got past my, I, I've done three, you have to do three in a row. And they have to be scheduled, you, they have to be scheduled at the same time. Yeah, you have to like, put your stake in the ground, pee around your territory and go, <laughs> this is my, this is my room, this is what I call it, this is what I do, to not have anyone speak badly about you, to not have any dings against you. And once you've done that, <clears throat> excuse me, you can apply for a club that that then, you know, has a different status in, in Clubhouse. It's a more regular thing. So I am there as of next week. Yes. And, and what is the name of your club? And why did you, why did you set it up? What was your sort of strategy around having a club? It's called the Swagger Collective uh, uh, because my platform is Swagger. And, and for me, the beauty of the Swagger Collective is it's 
it's a place for people to come and talk about their struggles to reveal their authentic selves, how the world is, is handling it, getting support and advice, being around like-minded people, and everybody has stories to tell. So what I do is I just break down kind of my, my book content every week, and I and I find the best co-hosts. That's another thing, is like you get to bring other badass people into the conversation with you. So it's not just you going yappy, yappy, yap on the, on the you know, audio stage. Age, you bring in these amazing other smart people who have incredibly valuable stuff to, to speak on, and they can come from any aspect of life or business. But if you feel like they're going to contribute to that part of the conversation, you just bring them on up, and then the conversation gets bigger and richer and deeper. So I'm not down with a clubhouse as being a me, me, me thing. It's very much a we, we, we kind of thing. And, and these yeah. rooms, people who are in the audience can can sort of raise their hand. There's a little digital hand they can push and then they can be brought up and then they become speakers and, as Sam would call them, thought partners to whatever your topic is. Yeah, that's so cool because there's so many people who have never had the courage to take a stage and now they're taking the stage. Now they're letting their voices be heard. And I love how people step into it. And and then there's also incredible generosity of spirit on this app. I mean, every great moderator, every great host says, hey, everybody, follow everybody that's in this room. Keep the conversations going. You know, check out everybody on social media. We're all in this together. So there, there really is this inclusive vibe. Um, and I have met fantastic people already that I've connected with other, with other aspects of social media. Um, and I see the big or broader community aspects of this because I'm all about that. I'm all about spreading the swagger love. So I'm like, the more, the merrier. Bring it on in. And Sam, you were going to say something? Well, j- just that the the room, in the room, you have people that want to ask questions where they're looking for guidance. You have people that have wisdom to share and most people come from a place of uh, of generosity. You know, of course, there's always some people that are trying to market themselves and trying to sell something, and you have to work around that, like, at any point in time. But it's, there's this natural conversation that bubbles up, and the moderators in the room that really know how to moderate and, and have learned how to moderate and keep a, a good handle on the conversation, like you do, um, you just have this robust conversation, and, and some people come up and share. And then a lot of people have no desire to come up and share. They just want to listen and they want to learn. And that's fine, too, because if you don't have anyone to listen, you're just talking into the wind. So it's it's a great balance. And so not only is there you can go there with a purpose of wanting to share something. But what I've discovered is I'll go into rooms and just sit there and listen because it's a topic I want to learn about. It's a topic I want to be better at. It has nothing to do with my topic, with my conversation. Um, But maybe it has something to do with being more effective on LinkedIn or something like that. And there's rooms that share content like that as well. And I've talked to a lot of speakers and people who say that they'll go into rooms that are way off their topic, things like maybe diversity and inclusion rooms or, you know, rooms about uh, cannabis industry or something that isn't what they do just because they want to be better educated about what's going on in the world around them. There's been a lot of political rooms with some of the things that have gone on in politics the last few weeks. And I went into many of those rooms and just listened to different opinions. I did not raise my hand. If invited to the stage, I did not accept it because it wasn't it wasn't my turn to talk, if, if that makes sense. Exactly. And so I've 
I've run into the same thing where someone that knew me that I had a relationship with was moderating or on the stage and moderating and they invited me up. And that's not why I was there. And I, I and while I appreciate being honored, I just wanted I just wanted to listen. You know, Tom, what this reminds me of is if you remember a few years back, there was a lot of conversation around open space technology. And the idea was to build a conference where you just had rooms and anyone could walk into a room and start a conversation. And if you were starting a conversation on sales in the speaking industry, those people that were interested would walk into that room. And if you were starting a conversation that had to do with better presentation skills, people would walk into that room. And that's what Clubhouse is. It's like this giant conference hall with thousands of rooms that you can you can start a room if someone's interested they come in if the conversation's not what they want they walk out and they go into another room and there's this endless flow of content and information and it's you can go there to share but boy you can learn a lot i mean it's like going to a conference that you pay a thousand bucks for and walk away with a ton of content that you can apply I see Leslie Sharon shaking her head. So I yeah. know that you've experienced that. Yeah. And this is the cool thing is that look, Clubhouse is free and you've got these experts like deep subject matter, badass experts who are just giving away their stuff. They're just there to be of service. And sure, if it translates, you know, we were, you know, we were talking before about strategies and yes, there, there definitely will be payoff down the road because you're reaching a wider audience. People, if they dig your thing, they're going to follow up with you and so on and so forth. But you're, you know, you're there to share your expertise or to listen to the expertise of others. You don't have to pay a penny. And this is stuff that you would have to pay someone big bucks for a coaching session or, or, you know, a consultancy or, or, or to go to a conference or any of those things. And here it's just like a banquet of brilliance that you could go and just snack at and figure out which dishes do you like the best and, and move around. It really, um, it, it, it's unprecedented because there's no other way to to get access to that. We can listen to podcasts, but we have to commit to the amount of time. We got to pick and choose. We got to wait for episodes to happen. These rooms are happening like bang, bang, bang. There's you can't. There's so many you can't even keep up. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and then you know what? It, it's just like that, Leslie. What happens is you hear something that inspires you and you go, wait a second. And then you have a question that you need a little clarity around that conversation. And so you raise your hand, you go up on the stage, you ask the question. Well, you can't do that if you're listening to a podcast. You can't do that in, in a, at a lot of conferences, but you get this two-way dialogue going that, um, that again, like Tom was mentioning, you have access to people you'd never have access to otherwise. Yeah. Imagine a world where you have a clear vision for the future, goals and milestones to measure your progress, a predictable way to generate revenue, and true control over your business. To be honest, this isn't rocket science. You just need the systems to support you, and SpeakerFlow can help you do it. Through technology, strategy, and community, you'll be able to build the business of your dreams and save yourself some time, energy, money, and stress along the way. Head over to speakerflow.com slash get started to find free resources and a roadmap to guide you through your journey. And another, another social aspect of this is that you can ping someone into a room. Right. So if you're if you're in a room and you're like, this room is 
killing. It's so great. You can quickly ping someone, one of your friends or followers who's who's on Clubhouse and say, this room is jamming. Get your butt in here. And that happens to me all the time. And I pop right in and, and start you know, listening in or contributing or someone will ping me and say, hey, come and talk, come and speak, come and join this conversation. It's so up your alley or whatever that is. So it's very instantaneous and um, and very fluid from that perspective as well, which is really cool. And it, and it extends the socialness of it because you can say to your friends, hey, hey, come over here. This is such a cool thing. Come into this room. Now, you bring up a really interesting point, and that is you get called into a room, you get sucked into a topic that you're like, oh, this is good, either as a, a learner or as an educator, you can get sucked into the conversation one way or the other. I also find that Clubhouse can be a huge time suck. And we all know that people who work in the speaking business, we don't have a lot of time. We're trying to reinvent our businesses. We're trying to, you know, we went from in-person to virtual. Now we're preparing to go hybrid. There's a lot of work to do if you're running a speaking business. And yet some people can get sucked in an hour, two hours or more a day. So what are your thoughts on the time commitment of maximizing your, your commitment to Clubhouse? Yeah, well, you should ask my wife about that. Um, You know, it's like anything else. To get things going, you spend some time on the front end, get up to speed, learn what it's all about, and you want to try and build some inertia. Um, But, yeah, it's it's, the conference never ends. Imagine going going to um, coming to... To influence you coming to, you know, our conference at NSA and we have such a great time. And then, you know, we have our banquet Tuesday night and go home Wednesday morning. Well, what if Wednesday morning never came? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so this is this is nonstop. And let me tell you, you think you're going to bed and it stops. No, the Aussies are just getting online, Um, you know, and and they're coming on stream. And so this thing is a conference that's going 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, yeah, you can get sucked in. And like anything else, you, you need to have a plan and know how to say enough is enough right now. Yeah, I see it. Uh, To me, uh, if I'm not speaking in a room, like if I haven't been invited to a room or if I'm not hosting a room, then it's downtime only. So I will tell you a secret. I don't want you to imagine this, but I listen to Clubhouse when I'm in the bath. That's one of my favorite places because I just I just put my headphones in, I lie back and just enjoy the ride. Um, I love also when I'm driving, you know, when like the same kind of times that I would listen to a podcast. That's the, 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 the amount of time that I allow myself because otherwise it is the black hole of, you know, I mean, the black hole of content. So you got to limit it. I kind of, you know, it's it's a downtime thing for me unless I'm kind of being in service of my message or somebody else's message. That's what I try and do. Well, I definitely go into those rooms that aren't my bailiwick, the ones where I want to learn more about a topic. I go into those when I'm out for a run or if I'm driving, because that's when I can just be in the audience and yeah. listen However, if it's a room of, hey, let's get together with our speaker pals, uh, like uh, uh, Laura Gastner-Odding put together this weekend, she just had nothing to do and there was not a room in Clubhouse that interested her. So she started a room set called something like, let's chat with our speaker pals. And I was one of the first people to join. She brought me up, a couple more people joined. That room went on for over three hours and it was some people I knew some people who were friends of friends. I had actually never had a conversation with Leslie before. And I ended up having her on my podcast like a couple of days later because she was so much fun in the room. And we have so many mutual 
friends. So when I get into a speaker room or a podcast host room, I see my friends, I see friends of friends and people I've never heard of before. And I'm able to, to build those relationships through being part of the conversation. But I like the rooms that are on topics where I'm just a listener for when I can like be driving or I don't do it in the bath, but you get the idea. And by the way, that room on, on Sunday was like a giant phone tree. You know how one person calls another person, calls another person, because that's what was happening. It's just we were everybody was pinging each other and slowly everybody was coming into the room. So again, it took, you know, when we talk about social media, that's that was a beautiful thing. It was like this reunion of of all of these incredibly, you know, great diverse speakers who also happen to know each other. And and then the room filled up with all of these people who just thought, wow, that, that, you know, that's like having, forget a conference, that's having a single stage with like 25 of your favorite speakers just lined up, you know, ready to do their thing. So, so exciting. So we've talked a lot about how you can use this for this this social piece. And, and Lord knows we all need that with what we've been through the last year. I, I've been comparing it to going to a conference and hanging out in the hotel bar all night. So we have that little social piece. Both of you talked about being able to sort of either get exposed to people with fresh ideas or test your ideas on your audience to make to just be able to help you grow your overall content. Are there any other tips for speakers or reasons why they should try and get an invitation and check this out while it's new? Because like so many social medias, maybe it'll be jump the shark. Brian Fanzo had a great line and that was he's investing a lot of time in learning this platform and he's on it a lot and he's sharing a lot. And he said on a room that I was in and I was listening to him, he said, if Clubhouse went away in like a month or two months, he would still be grateful for what it gave him for the three or four months he's been a part of it. And so it very well might jump the shark. Algorithms and pay to play and advertising may come in and it just becomes Twitter with voice. However, for the time being, why do you think, in addition to what you've already shared, any last tips for people on, yeah, you should probably check this out. Yeah, I, I think what he shared with you is absolutely brilliant. And if, if I walked away today after playing on this thing for, I've been on for seven weeks, but really only active for maybe six, um, the relationships and the amount of conversation I've had has been phenomenal. And so I'm a better communicator now than I was six weeks ago. I'm better for my audiences now because of the amount of communication I've had moderating the rooms. I'm a better listener because this is not like, you know, Leslie and Tom, you and I, you know, the hand us the mic. We go to work. We speak for 45 minutes, blah, 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 blah. This most of this what's going on in the room is listening. Even if you're moderating the room, even if it's your room, you're listening, you're hearing, you're processing, you're responding, you're recognizing people. I, I just feel like I've grown immensely through this process and I, it can only help me be better when I'm back on the stage. And in the meantime, I believe it's going to help me even be better with all my virtual clients and, and what we're doing right now. I, I agree with that 100%. I think that it teaches you to be a better facilitator, a better moderator, better listener. I'm, I agree 100%. It's also a brilliant reminder that people genuinely love connection. And if you create an environment in which we can meaningfully connect, people get so much out of it. I think a lot of people feel like, 
the best of the best in whatever industry, the kind of people that you'd want to go into a room and, and learn from, that those people are somehow inaccessible. They're different from you. They're better. They're fancier. They're you know, all that kind of stuff. But the fact that they're there saying, come on in and talk with me, you know, get involved with me. I'm going to share my stuff with you. It reminds us that we are all the same. And all we want to do is, is have meaningful, authentic connection. And the stage does not belong to only those who speak or who are experts that the stage is for everyone and everyone needs to remember that in their lives well leslie m and sam silverstein thank you so much for joining me here on speakernomics one of the things i'm doing on clubhouse with the blessing of the national speakers association is i'm hosting rooms under the speakernomics brand uh, i don't have a club uh, nsa is actually maybe going to have a club and maybe i'll put it under that but for the time being i'm doing sort of sporadic rooms my strategy hasn't been tuesdays at three but it's it's kind of when i have time but i'm hosting rooms under the speakernomics banner both interviewing the the guests that we've had here on the podcast and just talking to anyone who is a speaker about topics that, that are interesting. And what's happened is, is that we've exposed a whole new world of people outside of the NSA world to our podcast, Speakernomics. So for me, it's been a lot of fun as we've launched this show to be part of Clubhouse because it's helped expose more listeners. So if you found Speakernomics because you're a Clubhouse participant, please reach out to me on social media and let, let us know that that was how you found this podcast. So again, Leslie and Sam, thank you so much for being here. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. Please join us every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money and build a better business as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.